Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast Season 2. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, author, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, provides motivating messages that will help you work through the emotional trauma from rejection and embrace the new year, new level, and new you. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Linus Queens. Today is July 6th, the first Tuesday in the month of July, and we are halfway through the year 2021. Happy July, happy Tuesday, happy new year. I hope you are still working on your golden vision boards. It's interesting, I had one, I think in the month of May, where I was supposed to walk 50 miles within a month. And now actually I'm jogging about 40 miles a month. And so, although it's not, you know, what I originally created, but I'm very close. And so keep, you know, aspiring to try to complete some new things this year you know live your life like it's golden that's what jill scott said and i want you to be living your best life now don't put it off live it now and so welcome to the lioness queen podcast where our motto is being residue free not allowing the residue from a negative event in your life to hinder you from moving forward where god is leading and directing you The name Linus Queen stands for courage, hope, and faith. Although our goal is to help encourage women who have experienced the emotional trauma from divorce, all of our episodes can encourage and empower women to live their best life. And I'm truly appreciative today for your support for the Linus Queen podcast, YouTube channel, and I am series women's empowerment session. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you know who who you know may need to be encouraged today. Also, check out my website www.imthelinusqueen.com. I have residue-free journals along with some really cute mugs that you may need definitely if you're a coffee drinker like I am. Um, and so check it out. Well, all right, without further delay, let's get in our episode today. And we are starting a new theme this month. And for the month of July, we're going to be talking about delusional faith. And this is the season, I believe, in this time, um, especially during this pandemic, where we need to have delusional faith. And delusional faith, not to believe in the latter, but to believe in the now. Amen. Amen. started you know how we love doing it on this podcast we love starting out with a quote or a poem uh, we love supporting other people's creativities especially poets poets um, to get our episodes started and motivated you know and we're so honored to do so and so I found this poem by a woman named Greta Zwan 
Um, and this poem was written in 2009. And the name of the poem is called Faith, A Gift. And so the poem says, faith cannot be conjured up. Faith is freely given. Faith comes from the work of God, not from the years man's driven. Sinners cannot free themselves from the curse that holds them. In submission to God's will, love and grace enfold them. God sent Jesus for this task. Man could not achieve it, but through a willing heart and mind, faith lets him believe it. Marvelous grace that sets man free, helps him through temptations, gives him wisdom to discern, to bring peace to the nations. But man does not acknowledge God. His goal is fame and glory. He doesn't seem to understand God's great salvation story. When trials come, when life is hard, man seeks for God's assistance, reluctantly acknowledging, I ask, but with resistance. I think I'm capable myself. I have my own conclusions. But folks say I should try you out, I say. That's an illusion. However, if you are that wise and if you are all-knowing, perhaps this problem you could solve, this weight that keeps on growing. God, who's waited patiently for you to come before him, asks nothing in return from you except that you adore him. He bears no grudge. He sends no bills. The cost was taken care of. His son was held accountable you've nothing to despair of. The faith you cannot find yourself comes through the Holy Spirit. It's freely offered as a gift by grace, not by your merit. God has a plan reserved for you. He seeks for your compliance. Together, walking down life's road, a wonderful alliance. Love this poem. I, I, I love it, man. This, I believe it really was powerful because you know, I love the part that says faith is a gift by grace, not by things that we have done right. And we definitely can't get things right. That's for sure. And it's just the nature. It's just the nature of, you know, of what Adam did. But Ephesians 2, 8 says that it is a gift from God. It is something, it's not something that we had to earn, but freely given to us. If it's freely given then God obviously wants us and expects us to use this gift, right? And use it without measure. And, and that's the piece I really kind of want to get to today is, is that without measure part, you know? The without measure, I believe, is a part we struggle with, which is connected, you know, to our limited mindset. It's connected to our humanity. It's connected to our human logic and reasoning that we, that our minds can do. I must say we are created in God's image, but our logic and reasoning, I would say, have a great and strong influence on what we believe, especially when God wants us to believe in a supernatural realm with without natural laws, right? It, even some of the things that happen even in the Bible have no human logic or reason for how they happen. But the question is, do you believe in the supernatural realm of God? 
Do you believe in the realm where God suspends natural law and performs miracle signs and wonders that causes humans to believe in a reality that doesn't exist in the natural? Can you believe? And so today I wanted, this month's theme is all about delusional faith. So today I'm just going to try to start this off talking about delusional faith faith and i found this blog by a man named stephen scott alt um and and he he talked about this faith beyond measure he talked about uh having faith that is extreme and what he did was categorized um extreme faith um in a in a criteria he created a criteria for um, someone who had extreme faith and he broke it down into four things so number one you would not expect delusional faith from that individual okay number two there has to be opposition to the individual's faith so something is going against what they are trying to believe in three the individual has something to lose by applying delusional faith to their mindset. And four, there's something extraordinary within this individual's delusional faith. And so there are many scriptures, you know, there are many, I would say, many people in the Bible um, that, that we could really talk about who display delusional faith. And I'm pretty sure there's some people that you can think of. Many people in the Bible you know, I would say follow this criteria and really, you know, walk in delusional faith without hesitation. Um, But the one person who I wanted to kind of talk about today, and I haven't talked about him in a while, is Abraham. And when looking at who Abraham was, you know, and looking at, uh, you know, Abraham, where he was from, it would seem apparent that Abraham you know, lack faith and didn't believe, you know, he, if you know his history, he was a part of an idolatrous family and grew up close to the city of Babylon. And definitely, if you think about it, definitely as a young person, you know, young people like to find things to do. Young people like to entertain themselves and play outside and outdoors and go down the street And then go further down the street. And so, you know, Abraham could have traveled and visited the Tower of Babel, right? But nevertheless, of his his lineage, God still spoke to Abraham and sent him to Canaan. Now, this right here should encourage you because no matter who you are, right? No matter where you're from, no matter who your mama or your daddy was, Right, no matter what, God can still choose you like God chose Abraham. So that's the first criteria I would say that Abraham met. And so it, it, it wasn't, you know, he 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 wouldn't have been the first choice of, oh yeah, he came from a certain family who believed, who knew about faith, who loved God, who right? It, that wasn't the case right but but god still chose him in spite of then abraham married sarah who was barren she could not have children to save her life but 
there was a sevenfold promise of blessing that would come. And after 25 years of waiting, Isaac was born. Now this in itself would make anyone doubt, right? What God can do. This would make anyone not believe after numerous tries of conceiving. This would make anyone not believe without any evidence. This would make anyone start to create a false narrative or false beliefs about the promises of God, right? I know, God, this is what you said. I know, God, this is what you promised me. But after 25 years, you still want me to have delusional faith? I've been telling my girlfriends, I'm, you said you would. I would conceive. After 25 years, you still want me to believe? And nevertheless, one day, God allowed it to happen. And so repeat after me and say, nevertheless, one day it happened. Say it again, nevertheless, one day it happened. And so, and so I do not know who this is for, but one day it will happen for you. Amen. And so someone just, I believe someone just needed to be reminded of that because you have been laughing for a long time, just like Sarah did, just like Abraham did when Jesus came for that visit. Sarah, Sarah laughed, you know, at conceiving in her old age with her old eggs, right? Trying to even be comfortable and intimacy being pleasurable at her age. She laughed because she waited so long. And so there was a level of acceptance of the way things were, you know, and she stopped expecting because of time or lack thereof. When God, when God's promises are yea and amen, despite Sarah accepted it. And so remember God asked, why did Sarah laugh? You know, when, when, when he said that, 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 she would have a son around this time next year. Why did Sarah stop expecting? I believe time has a way to hinder our delusional faith in a way that hinders us from expecting it to happen in the now. You know, God's concept of time, you know, is so different from ours, but he expects us to believe in the now because that is the kind of God we serve. We serve a God who has the ability to speak into the atmosphere and there is a shift. We serve a God who has the ability to speak to the elements in creation and they must obey. We serve a God that has the ability to speak to diseases and reverse the damage as if the disease never existed. We serve a God who has the ability to speak to demons and they get so confused that they go and kill them themselves. This is the type of God we serve. But Abraham and Sarah had to continue to believe and use their delusional faith to believe that God will do what he said he would do. And so after 25 long years of waiting, Isaac was born. I mean, wow, what, what a gift, what a miracle, what a blessing, and ultimately what a promise that was fulfilled for Abraham and Sarah. But one of the biggest oppositions happened 
when God asked Abraham to kill his son Isaac. This is the second criteria that that, that, that blog was talking about. There's opposition. When there's opposition, it's really hard to have delusional faith. I, I would say to kill his golden child. Remember, Isaac was the promise. The one they had been praying for, the one they had been fasting for, the one they had been planning for, the one they had been telling others about that God was going to make happen for them. And the one they had been waiting for since it was declared that Sarah's womb would conceive. God asked, he asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. Now, how in the world can God ask that question? It it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair after all they had experienced with waiting on this miracle to manifest. After all, God said that Abraham would be the father of many nations. and, and, And then God wanted Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Sarah was barren for so long and and, and the one promise you made to me through her, you want me to sacrifice it? Now we all know Abraham dare not tell Sarah, (laughs) right? Because she would have blown a gasket, right? This seemed to go against everything that God promised Abraham. So he knew not to tell his wifey, right? He knew not to tell her. She she might not have she might not have understood, but nevertheless, Abraham, without hesitate hesitation, Abraham shifted his mindset to a, a delusional faith and believed that if God could bless Sarah's barren wound, then God, he's a man who cannot lie. He is a man who will do what he says. He is a man. Who a man of his word, a man who is faithful to perform everything that he promised. So Abraham agrees. Now Abraham used this 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 delusional faith mindset to formulate some things in his head. Because you know that's what we do. We, we, we got to bring logic and reasoning in, in, into what we believe now, right? We, we got to, and so, and so he had to formulate something in his head of what God could do. And so if you look in Hebrews, Hebrews tells us that Abraham had a delusional faith because what he thought would happen is God would plan to raise Isaac up from the dead, right? But nevertheless, the battle going on in his mindset had to be unbearable. It had to be hard. It had to be tough. It had to be painful. But nevertheless, he had delusional faith. The next criteria was that Abraham would lose. What, what, what would he lose by stepping out on this delusional faith? What, 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 what would Abraham lose? He would lose his beloved son. The one God promised. Can you imagine God telling you something, you know, to sacrifice your child? God telling you something 
what happened and then he tells you about a promise and then the blessing manifests the promise manifests and then he asks for you to give it back just think about that battle in Abraham's mindset of killing his son his only son by Sarah at that time losing the promise that God promised to him decades prior how would how would other people react to this news with no Isaac there would be no Israel no salvation and no church in fact Jesus would never have come and died for us because there would be no us to die for yeah he 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 had a lot to lose but we are connected to the promise because we're an heir and a joint heir but nevertheless I love saying that because nevertheless, we know God had an ultimate plan and Isaac was going to fulfill the promises, but some, some way God wanted Abraham to go through the motion, some, some kind of way God wanted Abraham to go through this process of having delusional faith without knowing how the end would end. There, there, there was so much Abraham had to work through in his mindset to let go of how the end would end. What about you? What is God trying to get you to to release, to surrender, right? What is God trying to get you to let go of, of how the end would end? Because that's where we get stuck with our delusional faith. We can't believe because we're trying to use this little brain of ours to process and, 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 and to, to understand the logic and the reasoning when God is, he works in a supernatural realm that doesn't need natural law. And so God wants you to have a delusional faith in whatever is going on in your life right now. Whatever motions that you're going through, whatever process or journey that you're going on through right now, he wants you to have a delusional faith without knowing how the end would end. Amen. And then this last criteria that that Abraham meets is, is this was an unprecedented act that Abraham had to go through. And there hasn't been anyone else in history that experienced this. God never asked anyone else to sacrifice their child like this. It it is not like Abraham had some former knowledge of this happening to someone else. uh, And then he would know how to respond. But this was new. No, Abraham did not have a clue. And definitely Abraham's story, you know, you can kind of say parallels with God sending his only begotten son as a sacrifice for the world. But nevertheless, Abraham had to believe. Now, I know this scenario is quite extreme. And I know God has has not asked you to sacrifice your child. But even in the midst of Abraham, even in the midst, Abraham had to shift his mindset to a delusional faith to believe in what God was going to do. He had to shift his mindset into a way of believing in a reality that was not there, that did not exist. Abraham didn't know how, he didn't know when, he didn't know where, he just knew God was going to do something. That's the place that God wants you to be right now. All I know that he is going to do something. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, but all I know is God is going to do something. 
Now I must say this is this is this is an extreme type of faith that God is requiring all of us to have because he is a great and almighty God who never fails. Who never falls short of his word, who is faithful to do what he promised he will do. He has the ability to create from nothing. He has the tenacity to speak to things and they must obey just, just, just by his words. He, he has the power and authority to handle anything you may be facing in your life right now. He doesn't need things. He doesn't need people. He just needs you to believe. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Abraham didn't see a way out. His son asked questions about the sacrifice. His son carried the wood. His son, I'm sure, was curious, right? Because his dad had never done this before and it seemed a bit confusing and unusual, but his son trusted his father. And Abraham trusted his heavenly father to know that God knew the end from the end. Abraham had no confidence. I mean, Abraham had confidence. He he had a delusional faith, not based on what reality he saw in the moment, but, but what reality God had set up in the supernatural realm. He believed in that supernatural realm that God was going to do something. He didn't know what he was going to do, but he was going to do something. And that's what you need to believe today. You need to believe that God is going to do something in your life for you in this time, in this season. See, there is a supernatural realm that God wants us all to believe in because this is a segue into believing without seeing. The supernatural realm is a realm that is seen but not seen. <laughs> oh, I love that God is seen but not seen. You got to see it with your spirit. Woo, yeah. I know that doesn't, it may not make sense to you, but it is a realm without logic, a realm without rules, or a realm without human fingerprints, a realm without without man-made reasoning, a realm without understanding, a realm without senses, a realm without human effort, a realm without science, and a realm without the laws of gravity. <laughs> oh, it's a special realm, y'all. It's a special realm that is seen but not seen. It is a realm that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, even into the heart of man. What extraordinary things God is trying to get your mindset to another level that believes and expects an expected end of God showing up and showing out. An expected end of what God is going to do in your life. This is what I'm calling the delusional faith, y'all. Delusional faith takes you into a place of letting go of what you know and believing God in the midst of it all. That he's going to do something. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should have called this episode. I know God is going to do something. See, Abraham had to come to the end of himself and say, this is not about me. And this is even not about my son. This is not about the sacrifice, but it is about God and what he's going to do in my life, in this time and in this season. And, he, and it was a way of surrender. It was a way of release. There is a space that God is trying to get you to, and that is a space of letting go of, of control of the end. You cannot control the end, but you know who controls the end, <laughs> right? Yeah, let me say that again. You cannot control the end, but you know who controls the end. This is where God wants you 
And this is where Abraham had to get within himself, or should I say within his mindset. You must get to a place of surrender and letting go of control, controlling the end, because God has something supernatural, super extraordinary, super fragilistic, however you say it, super fragilistic, espialidocious, however Mary Poppins says it. That you cannot see with your natural eye because where God is taking you, no one has never gone before. Because we serve a God who does new things every day. His, his mercies are new every morning. No one has ever experienced before. No one has ever come back like this before. See, God is doing something new in your life, but you got to let go. Because all you know, he's going to do something. Repeat, say that to yourself. All I know is he's going to do something. See, remember, God does new things every day. And in that new space that he is leading you to, stop trying to figure things out. Because God wants you to apply a delusional kind of faith to your mindset and believe that the best is yet to come. Because this is your time, this is your turn, and this is your season. Because the only thing that you need to know is God is going to do something for you. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly affirmation over our lives. Amen. And so repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Linus Queen.